We're live. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. You guys. Season three is here. Season three? Yeah, it's season three. I'm sorry. I had to get myself together. I have a a a, a, a producer. I'm gonna call him a producer. He's 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 probably not gonna get on camera, but there we go. What's up, Diddy? Diddy, the new producer of Off the Bench. It's my dog, Parker. I call him Diddy. Parker, P. Diddy. You get it? We rolling with that. Yo, what's up? Man, look. Season three is here. We got a new look, new feel. Uh, I usually would start off the show with something crazy. Something crazy. Let me think. Joe Smith, your girl, your wife. What's her name? I don't know her name. Let me, uh, give me one second. I know she was a, a dancer and, uh, she was a little, she got a little background to her. Keisha, uh, she got, long story short, she posted a video, all right? And she went and basically Joe Smith found out she had an OnlyFans and, she recorded the video, and Joe was like, yo, why you got OnlyFans? She was like, well, we broke, basically. That's what it boiled down to. They broke. And she was like, I got to pay my bills. You know, I used to dance. I used to do, I think she did porn. So, according to Cameron, she got that shit. I ain't going to lie to you. But <laughs> she used to do porn. And so she said, I reverted back to my old ways, Joe. Like, I'm in my natural habitat. Like, when I'm doing, I guess, what she doing, you know what I'm saying? And... Joe Smith was upset about that. So, my question to the world would be, fellas, your girl doing porn? No, OnlyFans, and you found out. How would you feel about that? Another topic for another day. But I'm going to let y'all dwell on that. Has nothing really to do with basketball, besides the fact that she was bouncing balls. Uh, other than that, it's season three. We got a new theme song. Off the bench is back. Let's go. Uh, off the bench with Lou, change your plans. Long overdue like a plane that ain't land. Way too advanced, player. They can't stand, player. Shine brighter, they blind like Ray Bans, player. Bad boys, bad boys. What you gonna do? What you gonna do when they come for you? Bad boys, bad boys. What you gonna do? What you gonna do when they come for you? I don't know what I was thinking. Like putting this damn thing on the table. I have to put my foot on the fucking buttons going forward. Uh, yo, what's up? Season three. I'm your dog D Lou. Uh, off the benches back. Check out the TV, man. We got a new logo. All that shit, new logo, new theme song, producers here, making me look fly. Uh, I love it. We're here. Um, all I can say is season three is going to be, I'm not completely different. It's still me, still here, but we're going to have guests, all that shit like that. Uh, I appreciate Parker once again, man, for coming out. Diddy, much love to you, man, for agreeing to do this for as long as we can. Whatever. My boy might be going back to Hawaii soon, but we'll see. Anyway, we're going to ride until the wheels fall off. 
All I can say is, man, it is it is great to be here for season three. It's great to uh, have a new look, new feel, try something different. Um, yeah, let's get into basketball. That's what we're here for, though. First and foremost, I want to say this. Refs of the NBA, what the fuck are we doing? Okay, my man Giannis can't even dunk on somebody, stare him down. And and we handing out texts like candy. Austin Reed, uh Rivers put up a uh, tweet today because Ant Man last night he dunked on uh, uh, Dario Sarge uh, from Golden State. I'll talk about Ant a little bit later, but he dunked on Dario, and basically what happened was he got a tech for it. Didn't get thrown out the game because he only had one tech. But yo, refs. These guys playing with passion. They playing with uh, adrenaline rush. There's no greater feeling as an NBA player, as a basketball player, I am sure, as a basketball player, than when you scoring on somebody and being passionate, whether it being dunking, whether it being fading away, uh, shooting the lights out, whatever it may be, man. Like, there's nothing more fulfilling than having that feeling of scoring on somebody and knowing you busting somebody ass. Period. No way you busted somebody's ass. And the the overreaction of giving somebody a tag for being passionate. Yo, y'all want people. Y'all want ratings. Y'all want eyes on the game. We have to let these players play. We got to let them players play ball and be passionate about their craft, man, and what they're doing. We got a whole in-season tournament, which maybe I'll lead in. Uh, I will talk about it a little bit later, too. We got a whole in-season tournament where we redesign, redesign the courts and trying to create competition and you paying players 500 grand um, if they win an in-season tournament. Like, we're creating all of these new ways to try to get eyes on the NBA, but you won't let these guys play with any type of passion or any type of uh, any type of passion, man, or any type of desire. Like, come on, man, what are we doing? Like, don't water down the NBA, dog. Like, yes, we don't want people – no, we don't want people getting in the fights. We don't want Malice in the Palace part two. We don't want players whooping on fans, but man, yo, let these man, let these guys hoop, let them play ball, let them have some passion, let them show it. You know what I'm saying? Um, so we got to chill out with the text, man. These little ticky tack texts. Uh, same thing if players going back and forth, you having a little argument, man, a little spat. Draymond got into it the other night with uh with Spider. Yo, come on, let the boys tussle a little bit, just a tad. Let them tussle. You know what I'm saying? That's what we want to see. That's why we're here. That's what we're here for. You want ratings? You want eyes on the product? Yo, the motherfuckers in hockey be knocking each other out. And RIP to my man that got his throat slashed and died. But, yo, I won't say that because I don't want to get out of pocket and be like, that's a ratings booster. But, no, nah, that's not, it's really not a ratings booster, dog. It's nothing to laugh about. I'm sorry. I apologize. R.I.P. to his family, man. That's crazy. But hockey, they be knocking each other teeth out, man. You know what I'm saying? So eyes on the game. That's all I'm saying. Um, but it's pretty crazy. They We just throwing out texts like candy. I don't like that, man. Uh, something else that's pretty crazy. Gilly the Kid is on a podcast. Million Dollars Worth of Game with Wallow. They got Cam and they got Mason as uh, guests. Gilly proceeds to say that he could bust Jamal Crawford ass. Pause. Yo, Gilly, stop tripping. 
That's Seattle's own Jamal Crawford. Jamal Crawford responded, say, yo, you want some of this? Come get some. Maybe, I don't even think Jamal Crawford, an old man, he like Benjamin Button, dog. He like aging in reverse. It's kind of crazy. But like, come on, man. Like, we we, we got to chill out. Like, I and I know Gilly could hoop. I know he could hoop. I know Gilly could hoop. But to challenge Jamal Crawford, uh, to um, to a one on one to one on one like, and I know Gilly be serving. I know he do. I'm trying to pull up the clip right now. I'm really trying to pull up the clip because it was crazy. He was on uh, there was on million dollars worth of game. I know somebody got it. Jesus, somebody got it somewhere. Come on, don't fail me now, please don't fail me. Don't fail me. Come on. Usually I could count on um, like basketball forever for these things. Of course not. Of course I'm not going to be able to find it. But um, a million dollars worth of game. Here we go. What talking about? Eating ass. I don't get my ass eaten. Oh, hold up. Wrong clip. If you want to have conversations like that, make sure you tune in to what we talk about. That's what we had them type of conversations. Not here or off the bitch. We don't talk about EDAS or off the bitch. Actually, we might talk about EDAS or off the bitch because I'm going to talk about Dwight Howard next. So he probably eat a little ass. I ain't going to lie to you. But this is what I was talking about with Gilly the Kid and challenging Jamal Crawford. That you, Jamal Crawford, will not accept this challenge one-on-one. Are you better than... Jamal Crawford, right now. Yes. Now nah, y'all should do it. Now you know what I'm talking about. This thing, hold up, hold up. This. Okay, okay, let me just say this. Jamal Crawford is going to get his baskets. That's what he do. He cook everybody. Okay. But guess who else going in the f***ing oven? Jamal Crawford. He got a f***ing guard right, me. Now, I'm, like, I'm like Bubba. I'm like Bubba Chuck. I know I'm a, a liability on my defense, but guess what? I'm such a liability on offense that it don't even matter. Ask Rowdy Rebel. Got him the f*** out of here. Ask Rob Fortnite. Got him the f*** out of here. Ask Chris Brown. Got him the f*** out of here. He's talking about a bunch Ask of dudes Brooks. that smoke bad weed. Got him the f*** out of here. These young boys smoke bad weed. Hold on, wait. Hold on, hold on. You see me playing. Wait, hold on. I bet you Jamal. You see me playing lethal shooter. That's in the gym every day, all day, right? We playing one-on-one. Did he have to take me to the basket and push me out of bounds? I said, damn, bro, you playing like this? He said, I got to win. 6'4", 6'5", 250. You seen the f*** me oh, cooking this f- out of this back to back. That's the thing. Jesus Christ. I don't want to give a highlight tape. He Yo, the Philly niggas be talking reckless. Reckless. There's no way on God's green earth is Gilly the Kid beating Jamal Crawford one-on-one. And if you disagree with me, argue with your mama. Uh, Yo, Dwight Howard, speaking of beating, pause. Yo, (laughs) I touched on this a little bit last episode about Dwight Howard, and I didn't want to jump into it too much. But I'm going to say this. Your business is your business. 
People's personal business is their business. I understand 100%. When it gets made public, don't be surprised when people have uh, an opinion, especially the world that we live in, um, about like your whatever orientation that you choose as far as a human being um, sexually. The allegations against Dwight Howard saying that basically he forced this dude to do things with him and so on and so forth. Like, if that is the case, then Dwight, like, yo, you foul for that, you know. Um, as far as Dwight Howard and his sexual orientation, there's always been little nuances and things that we've always seen. Um, there's videos out there, him on the bench grabbing on dudes and stuff like that, like, there is nothing wrong with uh, your sexual orientation and what you choose to how you conduct yourself or who you choose to what you choose to do in your bedroom, what partners that you choose to uh, be with, so on and so forth. But I will say, yo, forcing somebody to do anything with you, male, female, whatever, that's out of pocket, Dwight. Chill out, Mr. Freaky Man. All right. That chill out. You're a playful guy, all of this, but you got to chill. Now it it really makes me question, like, why isn't Dwight in the league? Like, is it is it is it is it some things that we don't know about? Is it how he conducts himself? Is it too much? Like, is he not a locker room guy? Do they not want him in the locker room because of these antics and things like that? I don't know, but nonetheless, man, like Dwight is a uh, <laughs> He in court, and, you know, if you did it, book him, Dano. That's all I can say about that. <laughs> book him, Dano. Uh, man, we going into deep water now. We're visiting James Harden land, and let's talk about this trade. First of all, because James Harden was affiliated with the 76ers, um, who are off to a great start, I don't think we could have imagined this. James Harden not being on the team to actually better without James Harden, in my opinion. But Kelly Oubre, man, now he was hit by a car. Um, I'm assuming he was walking the street. I read just a little bit ago he had broke his ribs. Um, he'll see uh, be out uh, off the court. Won't be able to play for a significant amount of time, man. Prayers up to Kelly Oubre. Um, was off to a fast start this season, coming off the bench, scoring. Um he was actually, uh, I was thinking he would be a six-man-of-the-year candidate, possibly. But um, nonetheless, like, prayers up to him. Uh, transitioning back to James Harden in the trade. I think the Clippers really fucked this up, man. These guys are 0-5, maybe, since he's been traded. Um, and they getting their ass cooked at every single turn. Like, it is hard to figure something like that out. Luckily, it's the beginning of the season. Me personally, I don't think James has the humility in him to um, conform and to be the type of person that's going to be team-oriented for that team to be able to take a step back with the shots that Kawhi and PG need to be effective to get you over the hump. I don't know if James Harden is going to be willing to conform to what they need him to. Um, and I also think that they had a, the person that was willing to do it and the, the role that they want James to play, I think they had that in Russ already. So to get James there and have that crowded like that, man, that's a little crazy. 
That's a little crazy. I don't think I don't know what they were thinking. I don't know how it's going to work out for them. Uh, that in itself is a big ass conundrum that they're in, and I don't see anything positive coming from it. I'm not going to lie to you. I don't see anything positive coming from it. Um, we were expecting the Clippers to do some good things this year. We were expecting the Clippers to flourish and finally be um, that contender to some degree. I mean, P, a healthy PG and a healthy Kawhi like is is what you need to get over the hump. But throwing all this into the mix, man, that I don't know how this is going to work. At they're three and six right now on a five game losing streak, literally since James Harden has come into the fold. And they are on the outside looking into the player right now. They're sitting at 11. Granted, granted, it is a long season. A lot of ball is left to play. Pause. But um, the Clippers making this decision, I <clears throat> very questionable. Very, very questionable, if you ask me. Um, so we'll see how that goes. I, I Like I said, I really don't think... Those four, they have four superstars, y'all. Four superstars. And I don't give a damn what you say about Russ or none of that. No Russ Lander on this pod that has remained a constant thing. I don't care what you got to say about Russ. Russ is a superstar. Russ is a future Hall of Famer. And, like, four egos of that caliber. Yes, I do think that some of them will be able to conform and say, like, okay, yo, I don't need the ball as much or so on and so forth. But to ask... Some of those guys who have a bigger ego than the other to like lay down, that's I don't that's not gonna be easy. I don't care what kind of coach you are. I don't care if you are a championship coach in Tyloo. Um, I saw something that said Kawhi was visibly frustrated. Visibly getting frustrated. You cannot have an upset Kawhi Leonard. A healthy Kawhi Leonard is a top seven player in the league. Seven. Top seven player in the league, hands down. So, <clears throat> Clippers, Steve Ballmer. What were you thinking, buddy? But we go from one bad decision to one good decision. The Boston Celtics, man, seven and two right now. Uh, and, hell, even a better decision was to let go. Of, actually, I take that back. I won't even talk about the Celtics right now. One bad decision to a good decision. The good decision being the 76ers getting rid of James Harden. Um, they are currently they are currently eight and one right now. And you could not have asked for a better start and for the team to like show that they did not need James Harden at all to actually show that yo, um he wasn't the reason why, you know, we were successful last year. Uh he was he he just wasn't it. And I think James Harden being off that team has allowed Maxi, which I'll talk about way later, to flourish and Joel Embiid to do his thing. Um, they got in return Marcus Morris, Robert Covington, Nicholas Batum, some solid pieces, some solid vests that can add something to them for them off the bench. But with some uh, draft picks, I think a swap. Um, Philly definitely came out ahead. Um, they may not have. Daryl Morey may have not gotten another superstar, but I, I think he already had one in Maxi and just didn't realize it. And then also they have pieces that if somebody becomes available, that's worth it. That could add to this team. They can, they have the pieces to move it. They have the pieces to move them. So 
That's phenomenal. Um, so look out for the 76ers, man. I'm really surprised that they start um, top team in the East right now, uh, followed by the second team, which will be the Boston Celtics. And they're 7-2, like I said, but getting Drew shows. I think one unlock for this team will be Porzingis, which is crazy to think about. Um, but I think Porzingis will be an unlock for these guys. And um, shout-out to Rob Williams, man. He got traded to Portland, we know. And he went down with an injury. But I think them being able to get Porzingis, Porzingis is showing that he is not a liability on the defensive end. He can help them. He has been the number one, the main scorer for them in a couple of games. I've seen him drop 31 games, been dropping 20. Um, I've seen him take over in some instances. So, yo, JT and J, uh, JB may have found the unlock. Maybe they found the person that they needed to get them over the hump. But we'll see. I think Porzingis is going to be a huge unlock for them, though. He has been definitely paying dividends, as they say. Uh, <clears throat> fast forward to another team in the East. The Bulls. They suck. Point blank, period. They fucking suck. Uh, currently four and six. Play Milwaukee tonight. Got to win to Detroit. Blow it up. Blow it up. It. You know what? JJ Button's still here. It definitely is. Blow it up. Just blow it up. Blow it up. Just blow it up. Blow it up. Bulls, you're done. The rest of the teams around the league are monitoring the Bulls. I've seen scuttlebutt, one of my favorite words, of Zach Levine being um, possibly in some talks to go to the Lakers. That would be interesting. But all I can say is, blow it up, Bulls. This shit's sorry. This shit sucks. I'm not going to lie to you. It's uh, exhausting to watch. Um, I really don't know what the Bulls' problem is. Maybe the problem is that they need to blow it up. Uh, we said this. I said this on the pod last season, Okay. Zach Levine isn't a max player. I'm sorry. Just not what it is. We look at somebody like Anthony Edwards, and I guess I'll transition into him next. We look at somebody like Anthony Edwards hooping his ass off for Minnesota right now. Gave it to the Warriors the other night. You look at somebody like him, and then you compare him to a max player like Zach Levine. Zach is trash. Trash. Yo, you compare an answer cat. Cat got a max. He's trash. All I can say is the Bulls suck and uh they suck. That's it. That's all I got. Uh transition over to Ant Man. Anthony Edwards is the future of the league. It ain't John Morant. I was gonna bite my tongue and say it's not Luka Dante. But it may not be him either. It may not be him either. Um, I think Anthony Edwards has a very bright future. Anthony Edwards could be the face of the league, man. And one of my boys said today, he said, man, that boy Ant-Man looked like Kobe and Mike. Like, that's what he looked like. If you watch Ant-Man, his footwork, his fadeaways, the way he pull up, 
his intensity, his mentality, like it screams MJ and Kobe. Screams MJ and Kobe. He just looked different, built different. Started in over the summer with the USA team, but he just looked different. And I, I pray, pray that Anthony Edwards stays healthy. I pray he just becomes better because I really think that Anthony Edwards will be the man at some point in time. Whether or not he is, stays with the Timberwolves, I don't know. I think he may have to leave Minnesota because I don't see nobody thriving in Minnesota. That's just me. <laughs> I don't see nobody thriving in Minnesota. But wherever Ant-Man ends up, or wherever he is and stays for the long haul, man, it's going to be scary if the coach and whatever organization builds around him, unlocks his potential, because I think the sky's the limit for him, man. I think he is going to be a monster. I think he's going to be a monster. Uh, speaking of monsters, uh, the Nuggets are still the team to beat in the West, Okay. Just in case we weren't clear, we were unsure, um, we were a little rocky. Um, the Nuggets are still the team to beat. And though they are 8-2, and two, just like the Mavericks, um, with Minnesota knocking on their door right behind them at 7-2, I just think Jokic is just different. And having him on your team, just like having Embiid on the 76ers, is just it's something different. It's just different. He doesn't have to try to figure out how – He's going to play his game like Luka does with Kyrie. Um, he's not trying to figure out who's the man like Ant-Man and Cat. He's not uh, – he is all around. Oh, Embiid is the same. Like, I just think with those two, like, they're not trying to figure shit out. It's their team. They don't have to conform to nobody else. It's just – it's – it's they it's they go. They don't go every single game. And Jokic be out there breathing heavy as fuck and still looks like he is in control. Like, uh, nobody that watches this pod probably watches wrestling, but there's a wrestler named Samoa Joe. Big ass dude, but has the cardio in the lungs and isn't blowing up, as they say in the wrestling business, to where he's breathing heavy like and can't like move. Like, he may look it. But that is not what he does. He is able to control his breathing, so on and so forth. That is Jokic to a T. He, and everything that Jokic does looks effortless. Effortless. When I say effortless, I'll say it again. Effortless. <laughs> okay? Um, I just don't see. I don't really see. Any team in the West really giving them some gold. My man is averaging 29, 13, and 8 right now. Like, come on, big dog. Like, I would sit here and tell y'all to y'all face that, yo, Golden State, I can see them. The team that we got, we got Fats, we got Chris Paul, and blah, blah, blah. But they ain't another motherfucker on the team that can score over 20 outside of Steph. So ain't no way in hell they going to be able to compete. Dallas does, but who's going to handle Jokic eventually? Root, the Minnesota Timberwolves have a good chance. They have size. They have Ant. Somebody can take over. 
But can they get it together? And they got one of the top defensive ratings in the league. And the Nas Reed is the top defensive uh, uh, rated player in the league right now. Just putting that out there. Um, and I think followed by Rudy. Or they're flip-flop. One of the two. But both of them are front runners for defensive player of the year. Um, but, and we're early. Yes, I know we're early. We're only 10 games into the season. So don't quote me on all this shit. All right. But. There's not a team in the West that I can see, like, really handling it. Like, the Suns are injured riddled. And this is, I'm just knocking out topics as we go. This might be the shortest episode ever. <laughs> but the Suns are injury riddled. Uh, Book come back tomorrow. Bradley Bill just came back off a of back injury. KD, I won't say knock on wood, but thank God hasn't been injured at all. It has been looking very, very good. Um the Suns, everybody's saying, like, oh, they're a threat, they're a threat. If they can get healthy, we will see. As of right now, Denver, Nuggets, Team 2B. Book it, stamp it, whatever you want to do. Okay? Uh, yeah. I'll take a short break. I'll take a short break, and then what I'll do is we'll come back and we'll talk a little bit about um, where I see the playoff picture and awards predictions. BRB. All right. Back again. Second half. Be a short second half. So all I got is my playoff predictions and my awards predictions, and then uh, we're going to get up out of here. First, I'm going to give my thoughts on the in-season tournament. A lot of people were giving the in-season tournament some flack, okay? And reason being is because I think people in general don't like change. And uh, it is hard for people to realize that the league is not where it was in the 80s. The league isn't where it was in the 90s. It's not where it was in the 2000s or the 2010s. Um, we are in a different time in a different league. Uh, I also think from a business aspect, the league is trying, and like I said earlier, they, they want more eyes on, on the NBA. We want more eyes on the NBA. We want to increase the ratings because they're searching for a new TV deal now. So um, the talk of this East season tournament, tournament is to keep the hype around the league going throughout the year. Um, over the wintertime, like you have a good buzz when the NBA comes back. That kind of fizzles out which is where the in-season tournament kind of sits. And then um, we riding this thing into all-star break for the most part. You get a little hyped in. And hopefully after demolishing the pickup, like um, the pickup style of picking players on the team and going back to East and West, hopefully they can get something to make it be more competitive. But you have a little buzz around all-star break, and then we going into the playoffs at the end of the season. Um, so they're trying to insert something that – the the league has excitement all around. I think the introduction of the new courts um, was dope because it makes each game, each tournament game feel like something different. It doesn't feel like a regular game. Having a trophy on the floor is dope as hell. Um, I am a fan. And the last few in-season tournament games that I have seen, I've watched most of them. Um, or have kept up with some most of them to most degree is the fact that they are competitive. They are, these are competitive games we're talking about here. It's not just bullshit where people getting blown out left and right. Legit competitive games. Um, 
So I am a fan of the in-season tournament. Uh, I'll be completely honest with you. I still don't know what the fuck is going on. Like, <laughs> like everybody else, I still don't know what the fuck is going on. And I don't think any of us do. I just know that Fridays and some Tuesdays and I think Thursday, I could be wrong about the Thursday part. I just know those games up until like the end of December are tournament games and the courts will look different. And it could be competitive because it could be out there hooping. That's all I know. Other than that, I don't understand it. But it's okay. I don't care. It's all right. I love it. And if you like it, I love it. So I'm with it. Uh, I love competitive basketball. I love watching niggas get out there and bust their ass and hoop. And uh, that's what I want to see. That's what we here for, you know. Uh, that's why Off the Bench exists for for that reason. So, uh, yeah, it's season tournament. Thumbs up. Y'all motherfuckers keep it going. Just keep playing competitive ball. That's all I will say. Keep playing competitive ball. Um, I want to talk about real quick. Oh, well, I want to go into predictions. I definitely want to go into predictions. Um, so usually I am starting off with just award predictions. But I am going to right now start off with I guess my top 10 teams at the end of the year. Y'all answer the, ask this question too. Answer this question. And this is, a, I'll probably clip this. How did he clip it? Whatever. I think we'll clip this and we'll put a the question is, is that do you think the NBA should just go back to top eight? eight seeds in um, each conference instead of having a play-in tournament. Do we think the play-in tournament is too much now? Should we take that out? We have an in-season tournament. So now technically you have a play-in tournament and an in-season tournament. You got a play-in tournament for the playoffs and an in-season tournament for a championship. And then, <clears throat> well, you you ask the Temper Wolves, they, they're play-in champions. <laughs> but do you think that we should go back to one through eight from the east and the west instead of one through ten? Um that's a question that I will pose to the to the audience, and you guys let me know what y'all think. Um, me personally, I kind of want to see one through eight again. I like the plans. Ah, I don't know. I like the competitiveness of like one and done. You know, are you out? You know, and then kind of winning two to get back. You know. I kind of like that. I kind of like that. But we'll see. I I don't know. I really don't know how I feel. I'll let y'all know about next episode. I don't know how I feel. But we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. Um, so I am going to start in the West. My top ten in the West. And this is hard. It's really hard because it's just hard. This is, the West is competitive, man. Memphis, so disappointing. No, actually, I'm not disappointed at all. I kind of knew this was going to happen. I've been telling y'all niggas, one, Jaron Jackson Jr. ain't shit. He ain't shit. And he ain't shit because he can't even grab a motherfucking rebound to save his life and then he always fouling somebody this nigga fouled out 
within like minutes of the game or some shit a few games ago. These motherfuckers are two and eight. And I also told y'all Desmond Bain was not like that. He ain't like that. Cause if he was like that, and it was him and Jaron Jackson Jr., it it's enough to not be two and eight if he was like that. But he ain't like that. So stop gassing these Memphis motherfuckers because they ain't like that. And John Morant, the way he playing shit, that shit only going to last for so long. I don't think that shit going to win you no championship either. I was just talking to one of my other homies the other day and told him we was discussing John Morant and how he was like Iverson. And an Iverson-type nigga is not going to get you to the promised land. Iverson didn't get you to the promised land. And granted, he had a bunch of scrub-ass niggas around him, but... All I can say is, the way John Morant played, he's not getting you to, to the end. It's just not going to happen. He needs somebody else. And Jaron Jackson Jr. and Desmond Bain ain't them somebody else niggas. I just want to let y'all know that. And Marcus Smart ain't it. Derrick Rose, needless ass ain't it. And, yo, Derrick Rose, no disrespect. Love you. But, yo, it's that's it. They don't have the niggas on their team to get nowhere. So if you was a Memphis fan, it's been a good run, but it's done. That's all I can say. Until Jock come back from the suspension, maybe they can get him some fucking help. But for y'all people that was saying Desmond Bain was a good number two, he's like that, and Jaron Jackson Jr. is phenomenal, fuck that. Them niggas ain't it, all right? That's my little PSA to Memphis, all right? Utah sucks. They was a fluke last year. San Antonio ain't no shit. They got a couple years. Since I'm here, actually, I'll wait. Let's just stick to topic. Top 10 teams. I'm going to go. The Nuggets will be first. It'll be the Nuggets. Dallas, top six, top six, top six. Top six will be the Nuggets, Dallas, Minnesota, Phoenix. I think OKC will be top six. And I think the Warriors will be top six. Wouldn't have it any other way. And then I think. What did I say? I said Denver. No particular order. Top six. Denver, Dallas. Minnesota. OKC, Golden State, Phoenix. Bottom half will be Lakers, Sacktown, <clears throat> Lakers, Sacktown, New Orleans, Clippers. As much as Houston's on the roll right now, I think they fall to 11. They'll be right there. Now, I will tell you this. Something's brewing in New Orleans. 
They could slip to 11, and the Rockets could be 10. But like I said, there's no particular way, but I think that's how it's going to go. Portland ain't going to be on shit. San Antonio, Utah, Memphis, they're on the outside looking in now. I don't think they'll be near. Memphis may rise. I don't expect them to be the worst in the league. Well, Detroit is right now. I don't expect them to be the worst in the league eventually. The worst in the West, I don't think so. That'll eventually go to Portland. But, hell, maybe Utah. Who knows? But I do think that either New Orleans or Houston will fall out right at – they'll fall short. They'll, they'll fall short for sure. Um – the East. Orlando has been surging, and they are somebody that I have would have never thought would be where they are. Um, right now, it's Philly, Boston, Indiana, Miami, Atlanta, Orlando, New York, Milwaukee, Brooklyn, and Cleveland. <laughs> Philly, Boston, Milwaukee. New York, Cleveland, Atlanta, for sure. Probably top six. BK, Indiana, Miami, for sure. I think Orlando squeaks in there because I don't think the Bulls going to be on shit and I don't think Toronto going to be on shit. But I think Orlando will fall a little bit. And I think Cleveland will rise up to top six and Milwaukee will for sure. So I think that Miami and Orlando fall out of that top six, and then we'll that's that will be it. And I think the Bulls will be blown up before trade deadline. Washington, Jordan, yo, look y'all dead in y'all face. Y'all were saying, people were asking me, why was I happy about getting Chris Paul's old ass? I'm going to pause for a second because I'm going to play some Jordan Poole shit. Let y'all see. Why? That's why. Okay? Jordan Poole is a menace. In the worst way. JP, love you. You're a champion. But yo, you got to grow up, brother. You got to grow up. We don't need that shit. On the Warriors, I'm glad we got rid of him. I'm glad we figured it out. But he's a menace. That's all I can say. <laughs> Those are my top 10 in the East and in the West. The in-season tournament. I just clicked on the NBA app, and I'm like, damn, like, who going to win this thing? Do I dare say Denver wins the in-season tournament and the NBA championship again? No, I'm not going to say that. I'm going to say the in-season tournament winners will be the Minnesota Timberwolves. That's what I'm going to say. I'm going to go out on a limb, and I'm going to say that. I think Ant-Man leads the Timberwolves to the promised land with the in-season tournament. That's what I think. I don't have a playoff. I don't have the playoffs for you. I won't do it this episode maybe i'll wait till half of the season for sure but i'm not going there just yet um but i will give you my awards predictions right now 
and we'll double back mid-season like we always do. Uh, but as of right now, I am taking, I think Rudy Gobert will be defensive player of the year. Um, I'll have to look up clutch numbers because you, it's always hard to see, like, what the fuck is that about, that a new award. Austin Reeves is leading um, in the clutch right now. Um, he's at the top. So I'm just going to say a AR for the sake of, like, what I just read. AR will be clutch player of the year. I am going with, and I think he's still coming off the bench. If he remains coming off the bench, I am going with Cam Thomas from the Brooklyn Nets to be the sixth man of the year if he remains coming off the bench and he don't start starting at some point. I don't know if he has, but I am going Cam Thomas will be sixth man of the year for sure. That boy is a bucket. Prime time bucket. If you don't know, find out. Okay? But a bucket. So I'm going Cam at sixth man of the year. Um, My most improved player is going to be the person that I had last year, and he had an injury-filled season, Tyrese Maxey. I'm going with Max again because I think he would have won last year, but I'm going with him this year for sure. Max, I think Maxey will win um, most improved. Uh, rookie of the year, which is where I was going to say what I was going to talk about earlier. And I stopped myself when I got to talking about San Antonio. Y'all going to lock me up for this one. Criminal charges, sadistic behavior, all of that. I got check. I'm going to go check. Not going to tell you why. Till I have a guest on and get their opinion. I need somebody to argue with. <laughs> I need somebody to have a little back and forth with. So when I get my first guest on, I'm going to bring up the chat and win the argument, and we're going to talk about it. But I need somebody to argue with. But I'm going chat, Ricky, that year. That's what, that's what your boy's saying. Um, and my MVP? Steph Curry. I thought long and hard about Luka. I thought long and hard about KD. I thought long and hard about Jokic again. And I was like, uh, uh. And then I was like, man, Dame. Maybe Dame. Then I was like, maybe Book. But if Book keep not playing, then he going to be fucked. But I'm going with Steph. He just looked different this year. You can get motherfuckers to score over 20 points. That would be great. Clay, love you, buddy. That's all I'll say about that. Uh, man, it's been great. It's been good. This is season three. I'm your dog, D. Lou. This is, damn, I didn't even say episode 47, season three premiere. That's what episode 47's title is, season three premiere. Episode 47, season three premiere. I said that about 66 times already. Uh, it's been real. Your boy's out of here. I'll catch y'all on episode 48 in a couple weeks. Hopefully, I got somebody sitting with me. Maybe a surprise or two. We shall see. Diddy, appreciate you, my boy. We up out of here. Uh, 
off the bench with Lou, change your plans. Long overdue like a plane that ain't land. Way too advanced player, they can't stand player. Shine bright till they blind like Ray Bans player. Bad boys, bad boys, what you gonna do? What you gonna do when they come for you?